This is Paul Brooker, and you're listening to the Film Focus podcast. Hello and welcome to the Fulham Focus podcast. Well, we knew what this game meant. We're not bust in my opinion and my God, what a performance. An Anderson debut, a clean sheet, a Bobby Scordova sequel, a wonder goal from Aina and we're out of the relegation zone. A long season to go, no doubt, but long-term thinking isn't how football works sometimes and tonight I shall be joining two of the best people to celebrate. With me is the American dream Donald Love, what's hopefully another American nightmare called Donald pisses off tomorrow night, and the tea-sniffing, curry-guzzling, beard-conquering maniac that is Matt John. Let's do this. Fulham. Guys, our first win, 17th, out of the relegation zone, three points behind Manchester United. Not that it really means anything at the moment, but I just like your general thoughts about this performance and this result. I'll go to you first, Mr. Donald. So how are you and what are your thoughts? I'm doing really well and uh, I'm doing even better. Three points in, in the bag and uh, we're out of the relegation zone. So how can you be any happier than that? Uh, other than uh, we should have been doing this three, four games ago, sadly. Yeah, I feel like we should probably have maybe, I don't know, maybe six. I feel like we should have probably won some of the games we played recently and it should be maybe a few more points in the board. But it's it's good, you know, better late than never, right? And it's a nice way to, you know, we've got Onward lockdown over here in the UK and it's just, it's made a nice sort of glimmer of hope for, the, for this upcoming uh, season that we've got. And mate, Matt, Don, what are your thoughts on this, mate? Just your opening thoughts before we talk about the lineup, mate. Yeah, just it's just great. I mean, um there was a lot of pressure on that game, wasn't there? We were all saying we, we have to win. You have to beat the teams that are likely to be beneath you or have got to be below you at the uh, by the end of the season. You've got to beat them at home. Simple as that. And we did. So, yeah, absolutely delighted. And it gives us a bit of, everyone a bit of breathing room, I think. Yeah, everyone was saying it was too... I mean, some people saying too early to call it a six-pointer, but it absolutely felt like it was. And we came on top. I mean, if anything, I've seen that I think... I do think that West Brom probably are going to be the worst side this season. I can't really see them staying. I, I thought we absolutely dominated them throughout the entire game, if I'm honest. But, I mean, it's not to take away our victory. We played magnificently throughout. And let's start with the lineup. then. A couple of changes for this one. We had Anderson's debut, which we weren't expecting. We thought he was going to be out for a couple more weeks, although we did hear that he was recovering. He is now a right-sided centre-back, it appears, which I wasn't expecting. I thought he would play on the left. You had Bobby as a right winger for Cavalero and you had Lamina and Anguissa in that double pivot that I love to bang on about so much. What were your thoughts when the lineup, when you saw it done? I thought it was a good, uh, interesting lineup, you know, some tough choices had to be made. And I think Scotty, you know, made those choices for better or for worse, whether people liked them or not. Correct me if I'm wrong. The only two people that were in the lineup from the original like championship First time we get promoted to the Premier League was Mitrovic and Tom. Everybody else was out. It was all yeah. new players, right? So uh, Bobby Decker Reed on, you know, that that was a, a good call. Uh, Cav off, uh, you know, I didn't think Cav was doing a whole lot the last couple of games. So BDR on, no problem with that. Uh, was really surprised, and I'll, I'll be interested to hear what uh, Matt Dom thinks about this. 
really surprised that Loftus Cheek was not on the pitch. Um, yeah, I, I didn't quite get that, but again, it sounds like it was a good call for this particular game. Uh, maybe in a different game, he he goes back with Loftus Cheek. So, Dom, were you surprised he was out? Yeah, for sure. I mean, his his debut for about sixty minutes, I thought he was excellent, and then he was terrible against Palace when he was played on the right. Um, yeah, I was surprised because I mean, you would think he's probably the you know top two or three players that we've got in the squad, really. Uh, so you'd expect him to start most games. Um, it was brave not to play him, um, but it worked, and I think. I think potentially he can rotate with Tom Kenny in that number 10 role, um, attacking direct number 10 role, which um, was great to see. And definitely don't play him on the right. But but Bobby, you know, he earned his place today. I think he, he was well worth well worth his, uh, his goal and his performance. So, yeah, very surprised, but it worked. So fair play. Yeah. I thought Tom Kenny looked absolutely insane in this game. I thought he was electric. I, 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 I mean, I can understand... In my opinion, you know, Ruben Loftus-Cheek on the bench, I mean, arguably you could say, why are we putting some of our best players on the bench? But it made the bench more interesting for us to turn to if we needed a, a bit of, you know, electricity to come on front with. I thought that basically having Ruben Loftus-Cheek on the bench gave us more of an option to change a game. Uh, Don, what were your thoughts about Tim Ream being missing? We all knew it was coming, but just your thoughts of him, like, being out for Adarabayo and obviously with Anderson coming in. Well, you, okay, you know, as an American, I, I totally want to see the Americans play as much as possible. I know a lot of people give Reem stick, you know, oh, why is he ever on the team? Oh, he's the worst. But, you know, for me, if you look at everything he's done over the years, anytime anything went really south and really shitty, Reem was brought back in and things seemed to steady up there fairly well. So he's had, yeah. I forget how many partners, six different partners over the years, seven different partners over the years. And he's kind of become the consistency. So, again, like you said, we all knew this day was coming. Uh, it's sad for me that he is, you know, probably getting brushed aside now and will, you know, become more of a backup. Anderson, I have to say, though, it was a good choice. He looked really good. I think there was one iffy moment in the first half. He kind of made me look scared and nervous. But for the most part, I thought he had a very solid game. So you yeah. can't blame Scotty for bringing on uh, Anderson at all. And as an American, you know, Times move on. Now we've got Robinson out on the uh, out on the left hand side. So thank God there's another American coming through. <laughs> Full America lives on. But I think in the first few minutes of the game, so about three minutes in, I think Townsend hit the crossbar, which set the alarm bell ringing. But from then on, it was just a decent start from us. Lots of quick, lovely passing. Anderson, as you say, I thought looked very decent. He likes to press it quite high up the pitch, similar to Hector, but does it a bit better. Um, six minutes in, we had half a chance from Reed. Um, it came too quick to his feet, almost bounced straight off, and we were quite frustrated with that. But, you know, Lookman looking great. Tom Kenny looking fantastic, as I mentioned before. But what was interesting for me was how good Lamina looked in this game, sat, you know, standing next to Angrisu in that sort of double pivoty thing. And I just want to know, do you think that this is where we won the first half, Dom? And, you know, the battle of the midfield really looked quite in our hands because of this pairing. Yeah, I, they looked good, I thought. I'm, I was surprised in the last game when Lamina got, got a start because I couldn't mm. see a way in for him. He seemed to me to be to come off the bench and just give us a bit of a bit of drive forward when um when when we needed it and he he looked like a player who would would make an impact from the bench and then he's then he's starting and I don't think he very, played very well against Palace but um 
but today he was fantastic. Uh, in the first half, I think he outshone Angisa, who was a little bit a little bit ropey at times. Um, yeah, he actually. I mean, it was because of him. I mean, he he let his player go right by him. That was actually how uh, Townsend got the crossbar in the third minute. Yeah. And you 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 weren't sure about him in this this half. I mean, no. he was great. In the second half, he. I mean, he was like, like a wizard with his feet, and obviously that was confidence brewing throughout the team. But yeah, you thought he wasn't at his best this half, did you? Not first half. No, there was there was another moment where he he gave the ball away and then sort of jogged back, got back into the box, and then then got got turned inside the box again and it was it was a bit I don't know it was a bit slug it's a bit a bit lazy and a bit like a bit more like the player that we saw at the start uh, two years ago 18, 19, uh, yeah. and the rep the reputation that he's done so well to 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 shake off um and then yeah and then he he, he gave I think it was him who gave the ball away as, again for the Carl and Grant chance later on in the half a few dodgy moments, but he he really stepped up in the second half. Um, and <laughs> every time he every time he gets forward, I forget. I don't quite know why he, how he's so effective going forward. But he, he doesn't lose the ball. He's got step overs. He takes players on, and he, he just does not look like that kind of player. But no, he, he has these moments his, in locker. Yeah, he has the, had honestly some really messy-ish moments like to, uh, in the second half, in my opinion. As did Tom Kenny, but I mean. Just talking about this, jumping the gun here, but Harrison Reed came on in the second half. I mean, do you think that's actually a possible reason why Anguissa shone out a lot more in the second half? Because I mean, I'm not it's something that Harrison Reed possibly brung to him that made uh, things a lot quicker for Anguissa going forward and making the maybe it was the fact we were two 0 up. I'm not sure. I mean, Don, what what were your thoughts on Anguissa in the first half compared to the second, and your general thoughts on him so far, mate? You, you know, it, for me, and this is where I think. Uh, People like Will Oakley and different ones who put him up on a pedestal and admire him, you know, want to shine his boots every minute they can. And me as well. I'm in that. I'm in that bracket. Okay. Well, I'm in the opposite side. He frustrates the hell out of me so many times. You know, there are moments, like you say, where, oh my Lord, he gets the ball at his feet and he just boom, boom, boom through three, four people. You know, Uh, it's almost to the point, though, where he doesn't know what he's going to do at the end, but he stumbles through. But then there are other points, like you guys were talking about earlier in the very first minutes of the game. He just lets the player go right by him. I mean, he just stood there and it was like, whatever. And that's how the crossbar got hit. You know, the second one, it was a bad pass. Uh, I personally, I think from Anderson, he should have been more aware what was around Angisa. He puts the ball out there and Gisa very lazily, you know, is waiting for it and doesn't step to, towards it or anything. West Brom player comes in from behind, on, behind, next to ball, gets a nice little poke on it puts it forward for the striker and he gets a chance to thank God, you know, goes a little bit wide. So there are times where Angisa does look lazy still. Mm-hmm. And you can almost see that person from way back when he was first with us that people were very frustrated with, but then he turns around and gets the ball to his feet. Like he said, he does something very messy esque and gets through two, three people and maybe gets a chance or make something happen. So yeah, I for think- me, he's very frustrating. He, he's, there's not a consistent player there for me. I think I think it messy rather than Lionel Messi, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, what, what, it depends on how you want anyway. to spell it. He's a, he's a messy, <laughs> he's a messy, messy sometimes, isn't he? It's um, he's I get I get what you mean is he can be frustrating, but I, I think he's been probably our best, most consistent player this season, um, just because of how how dominant he's been in midfield to win the ball and take players on and get us forward from defense that's what i really like about him he, he drives us forward 
and that's what we've we've really missed that at times yeah. certainly last season we missed that a lot um now, now don't get me wrong you know i'd take him over anima you know yeah. every every time so well, he, he's a thing. he's a better anima isn't he i i, he I do i think he is so and I, look, don't get me I, wrong i'm not totally putting him down i'm just saying he can be really frustrating of course he can, he can be, be but he plays for, he plays for fulham and I suppose that's well, that's it, mate. You just said it. Is that one of the four boxes he has to check in order to be a part of the first team? Yep, you've checked it, the box. You're frustrated. It's, it's the boxes that drop drop him down to Fulham's level and not Champions League level. <laughs> but look, let's press on. Lamina was a fantastic counterpart to Anguisa this game, and Reed certainly was in the second half for him as well. But you know, we're talking about who frustrates you now. Bobby Reed is someone who obviously frustrates a lot of us, especially on the WhatsApp group or like everyone's WhatsApp group, probably that are full of fans. And, you know, in the 25th minute, very wasteful. Uh, he makes a breakaway. And instead of making a pass to Mitro, we don't know what would have happened, but he takes a shot from far out. And you just feel like it's just one of those classic moments like that. You just think, Bobby fucking Reed. And <laughs> just, you know, you get very frustrated. And it's just the same old story. And you feel like he's the nearly man, all that kind of thing. Then in the 26th minute, he scores a header. In fact, I'm not going to tell you. Dom, talk to me about this goal because Bobby Reed is now, I believe, our joint top scorer this season. I mean, it's great for him. You know, this is one of those times where you have to think or you hope that Scotty went to the team and like he said in his press conference and said, take more chances, be more creative, you know, uh, go at them more. Um, You know, we don't need to sit back and keep passing the ball constantly and have the total amount of possession. Actually, I believe correct me if i'm wrong we had less possession in this game than our other games so, i think it was for yeah 46 percent. is that right matt dumb i think you yeah said it in the group. I, I had it somewhere on. So, so you know i love that we had less less possession that that's all i'm going to say is that we what we did with our possession was much better than just knocking it around knocking it around so yeah going back to that first goal uh you, you had a great ball that was put in again by Robinson. Uh, I, I've totally come to love him out on the right-hand side, especially playing and hooking up with Lookman in front of him. I think that's really working well. But Robinson gets the ball, puts a beautiful cross in, floats more towards the back corner. Mitchell does what Mitchell does best. He gets up there, giant leap. Very unselfish, not taking the ball and putting it in goal or trying to go for goal himself. Instead, having that knowledge, that sight to see BDRs on the other side, Nice little header across uh, the, the box. BDRs right there. Cheers out to Morgan. One of Morgan's kind of people, you know, not the tallest guy in the world, but he gets up there and gets the job done. So yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Morgan was thinking, there's a hero for me to look up to. Yeah. It was a good, strong header, though. Good, strong header. It was. I thought it was. What were your thoughts of the goal, Matt Dunn, mate? Were you just sort of, you went from zero to hero pretty quickly, like you usually do. Yeah, I mean, I, you, know, you know me, I... I I like Bobby. I think he, I think he puts a lot of effort in. He he's difficult to defend against. Uh, he he runs, he makes himself busy, and it doesn't always work for him. But usually, when he plays, he he'll get a large chunk of our chances. And I think that's just because he is good at finding space, and he's he drives forward, and he he's he's good up alongside Mitrovic. And I think because he was playing there today his instinct was not to play on the right wing, but to push up alongside Mitro. And yeah, and that, that the assist for Mitro is fantastic. I wonder if, I wonder if he's, um, his, his confidence has been knocked a little bit because the last two games, he hasn't been very good. I wonder yeah. if two games ago, he might go for goal there. Uh, this time he thinks it's, it hasn't been 
hasn't been my day recently. I'll 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 nod this on and see what happens. And well, that's it was it. the right decision yeah. in the end. Maybe he's trying to play out a bad form by just being a lot less uh, a lot less selfish and trying to give it to other people. Alexander Sistovic, really. I mean, like, you know, he made two assists <laughs> this game. And yeah. <laughs> but also, I mean, like, you know, so six minutes later, six minutes, you know, four minutes later, you've got another zero to hero moment because I was just thinking how frustrating I was finding Aino's at crossing. And then, you know, just a beautiful beautiful assist from Alexander Richards just a lovely pass back to him and it's he scores an absolute bullet screamer it was just one of the I, I didn't think it was going in it just absolutely cut I mean we, we always do this when the Premier League we manage to find some ways of just having these top bin moments if it's Scherler if it's uh God, I've forgotten his name Seri <laughs> but now it's no. like you know and I could, I, yeah that's it and I just couldn't be I couldn't be happier for the guy to be honest Don what were your thoughts about this one mate I thought it was really I mean Arguably, maybe the best goal we scored this season. I don't know. Again, you know, it's one of these things where we get the ball and instead of us just knocking it back, knocking it back, and then going sideways, uh, if, if you remember, Aena receives the ball, he takes a chance, and he actually tried to put it past uh, the defender on the outside. He got yeah. lucky. It, it nicks the, the defender a little bit, but it makes it through. It makes it through. And I believe it was received by BDR, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, so again, Bobby Bobby no, was Mitrovich. out there floating as no doesn't doesn't he? It goes through to BDR. BDR turns around and puts it oh, across. No, he, he does oh, a yeah, square yeah, pass. Yeah, then it comes off. So this yeah. is really good, and this is where I, I'm going to go back to Bobby just for a minute. Bobby was a floating player today, and you saw him everywhere. I saw him in defending uh, several times. I saw him up in the tag. So good for him. But he receives that ball, does a quick square pass. And this is where Metro, a lot of people have been down on Metro, okay, that all he's good for is headers, all he's good for is headers. Well, he proved in this game he has more to himself than just, you know, being that tall guy who can get up high and put a header in the box. He's got the vision to still hold up the ball and do things. He looks around, sees a quick square, one-touch pass, lays it off, Aina's back in and scores. So, I mean, got to give Mitro their credit too, okay? He's more than just a guy who's jumping up and giving headers. He had the vision to see what was around him, he lays the ball off. One touch, in fact, we get a goal. A beautiful finish, too. Absolutely beautiful finish. Couldn't agree more, mate. I mean, what are your thoughts, Don? Mate, go on. Yeah, I mean, uh, Mitro was that was that kind of player under Slav. I think he, he he's definitely always had that that ability, that that close control, and he can he can head it, he can chest it, he can he can pass it. But he he needs support. He's no good. You can, you, we, we saw against Palace. Uh, and other games earlier in the season, to a certain extent, he he drops deeper and deeper and deeper when he's not hasn't got the support, and he's he's no good forty yards from goal. He's he's great on the edge of the box. He's great in the box, but you know Bobby Reed and 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 then and Ina today, he's got a player to to get it back to, and you see what happens if you you know if you attack quicker, you don't hold the ball so long, and you do something with it. It's amazing what that. I mean, Scott Parker talked about that before the game, didn't he? He said we need we need to play, we need to attack faster, we need to get more get more bodies in the box, and and he was saying the right things. And and I was thinking, yeah. well, fair enough. We we can all see that, but is it going to translate? And it did, and it did. And we 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 had we had players in the box for chances, and we created a lot of chances. Bobby, I mean, Bobby Reed could have had a goal later on. He he could have yeah. had a hat trick today. Uh, and they weren't all falling to Mitro this time. That's the difference. And it was really good to see well, dynamic pick, attacking football. 
Yeah, exactly. And I mean, arguably Mitro could have had a goal if that penalty was awarded. I mean, I've seen about that handball. I mean, I, 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 I swear to God, I've seen VAR give give that sort of goal away before. Have, have I not? Two weeks ago. Of the Premier- yeah. yeah, I think so, mate. Yeah, it's just, I'm just a bit disappointed I, in that. I think they maybe changed the rule. I can't remember. There was a oh, that's handy, at the start it? of the season. It was like, <laughs> do you hear why I did that? Handy. Was, oh, well, yeah, they didn't. They change the rule. The the hand had to be in a completely unnatural state. Okay. Well, that being said, we've seen it given before, where the person brings his hands up, his elbow is slightly out from his body, or you know, right up against his body, and it hits the elbow. Handball is given. You know, even the commentators here in America were saying, you know, that uh, that that was definitely a handball. That you know, if if he was a true defender, you know, and, and knew what he was going to be help prevent himself. He'd have had his hands behind his backs, you know, he stuck his head. Nothing, out. Yeah. And, it, and his arms would have been flat out against his, no, his hands would have been against, you know, behind his back, his arms would have been flat against his body and there'd be no question. Well, you bring your arms in front, it hits your arm or your, your elbow. To me, that's handball. No, I disagree. I, yeah. it, if that, if that happens at the other end, and yeah, we'd be his, his arm, his his arm is down, but as you know, alongside his body, and his elbows bent, and it, it hits him. It would have hit his body if his hand wasn't there. Let's exactly. Face it. <laughs> and then it still wouldn't have gone in. Yeah. No. So I, I would, if that would happen the other end, and that gets given against us, I'm, I'm furious. So I'm, I'm fine with it. I don't think it was. He should have scored. But let's. let's yeah, that's you know, it. Let, that's it. Let's say he's left or right yeah, of the defender. Absolutely. He should score the goal, and we wouldn't be worrying about it. But I don't. Well, look, I don't think. I don't think you give that. Okay. So what well, you're this... saying is, bottom line, if he'd have been a real striker, you know, he and and just not panicked in the moment and taking the shot, settled the ball, take a touch, put it in a corner, you're done. Um, or maybe he, he. I mean, he just he's rifled it at goal. The defender's just in the right place at the at the right time. I, I think, you know, he's he could have put it left or right. A better striker probably takes a bit more time about it, but you know. He's, he's put it on target at least. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And let's not take any away, anything away from him. He was brilliant this game. Uh, and as you say, Don, he's a floater. I thought the tactics were really spot on this game. He see, he started off on the right, but he would eventually sort of join in as to being a sort of striker alongside Mitrovic. It was very clever. I also noticed that we almost looked like a 4-4-2 off the ball at times. We had like Kearney and Mitra pressing really high up the top of the pitch. And I just want to talk about Tom Kearney this game. Now, when we saw him in the lineup, I was almost sure that he was going to be with Angisa in this sort of uh sort of this new role he's found as a sort of box to boxy sort of character with like you know a bit of defensive has more time on the ball picks the you know distributes the play on that kind of thing but he's in the number 10 role the old Tom Kearney role that we all love him in and he was he was fucking brilliant and I, I, I wasn't expecting it at all. I thought it would be a frustrating game for him and we come off saying, well, never again is he playing that position. But, I mean, Tom Kenny, I thought, had an electric game for us, wouldn't you say, Mr. Love? You know, this is a Tom that we're not used to seeing. Uh, if you remember, he was putting in some good tackles. He, he stuck a foot in right several places. Uh, you know, at that one part uh, of the match, he goes in uh, and gets his foot in, gets the ball off the defender and gets around the defender and takes off for the byline and, you know, gets it down there towards the end of the box and puts a nice ball across. So yeah, it's definitely a different Tom. And, and it's a, a Tom that we hope he's building his confidence up, you know, uh, at this level. And he's ready to show, hey, pardon my French, but fuck all you non-believers. I'm here to play and I'm, I'm going to play, you know, the best that I can and I'm going to make things happen. So I'm glad Tom's playing like he is. Uh, and like, like you said, 
it was really interesting to see how he and uh, Bobby played because it was more of a supporting role to Metro rather than Metro just being isolated. And I think that was a key difference in this match. You didn't just see Metro up there trying to hold the ball up or make things happen on his own. You had a lot of players, including, you know, I saw Nguisa in there at times, Lookman in there at times. Even Robinson was in there several times, you know, where yeah. they were able to play the ball to Metro or Metro to them, and it was back and forth. So uh, hopefully this is the, the beginning of a new style of play that Scotty's got him playing and going forward with. I hope so. And that's the thing. That's the what I'm worrying about, because this was sort of like a championship game. And I don't want us to get too ahead of ourselves thinking that now Tom Kenny's going to just you know be this amazing number 10 again. And it's all going to be back to the glory days of when we were in a championship. But I, I know what you're saying. I, I understand. And I feel like it, it's a really good opportunity for Tom to build on this. Um, now, let's just quickly talk. I mean, Joachim Anderson's debut. I don't really have much to say about him other than he was there and he was brilliant. I thought some of his passing looked really slick. He's good. His injuries recovered really quickly, but there's nothing much to say other than him and Arada. Um, I can never say it. Sorry. Adarabaya. Help me, someone. Tosin. But what's Tosin, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I could usually say it fine. It's really embarrassing. Um, Adarabaya. There you go. It just not really much to say because I thought they just looked solid as a rock during this game. Wouldn't you say, Dom? Matt, Dom? Yeah, hey, Dom. for sure. I, I mean. <laughs> I liked I liked that he he wasn't afraid to just just defend. Yeah. And I think when you compare him to Reem, Reem is a sort of defender who he he reads the game well and he likes to have a bit of time to play football and that works in in certain styles in a possession-based game it works but in this league when other teams have got better players. He he gets found out quite a lot because I think he needs too much time on the ball. Anderson, there was lots of times today he just won the ball, got rid, found a found a midfielder quickly, or even put it into you know into the stands because mm. that's that's the option that was on, and and I like to see that. Really, um, yeah. He he was excellent. I really thought he was excellent. He was shouting all the time. He was organizing. The communication, yeah, was fantastic. I noticed that too. But also he, just the... Go on, he had a, I mean, he's only 24, but he had a slightly younger player, a less experienced player, shall we say, alongside him in Adarabayo. And he, he marshaled them fantastically. That, that, that back four, and I haven't necessarily been impressed by Aina so far. He's improved. He's looking better. And, that back five, I thought, were really comfortable today. And yeah, it was a championship game, but they came second last year. Well, and are, they, yeah. they they beat a lot of teams comfortably last year. And they've they've got some threatening players. You know, Pereira is one. Um and we didn't really give them a sniff apart from the few mistakes we made. Otherwise, it was it was a really good defensive performance. And Anderson, I think, brought us up a notch. I've got to say as well, I thought Robertson, you know, had some really nice moves in this game. I mean, he had a lovely breakaway, I think, in the 43rd minute. Um, he, his crossing, obviously not as good as Brian's, and he obviously favours a low cross. But I, I thought he, I, I think we found our starting left I love him now, haven't we? Yeah, he's brilliant. Isn't he just fantastic? I, I he, he is. Was he's, he was making, he was making runs, you know, gut-busting runs at, on the 89th minute just bombing up and down the field the engine on that on that lad is unbelievable he's got a ferrari in his chest and just 
yeah, fair enough. His end product may not quite be there, and he's he's a different. You know, Brian is much more cross it from deep kind of player. Yeah. Whereas whereas Robinson just hits the line and gets back. Um, he's quick. He's he's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I think he's the best left back we've had for a long, long time, and he looks ready made for this league. Yeah, man. I can't. I've, I haven't found any fault with him at all so far. Oh God, don't say that. <laughs> don't say that just before. We've so far, with. so far. Yeah, so far. <laughs> but you know what? I, you know, at this point, I'm just looking at my notes here. We're around, you know, the, the second half, you know, Reed comes on for Lamina, and I think that's actually a very good move. It brought out better stuff from Angisa. Reed looks fantastic again. To be honest, in my eye, I thought he had a fantastic game. But 81st minute, you've got the Kenny who. Own, like open goal, nearly gets it in. Would have been breathtaking if it goes in. Then you've got the handball, uh, handball gate basically where Bobby Reed shoots right at the defender. And then the 83rd minute, you know, we're all over them by this point. But the 83rd minute, you've got Cavalero on for Bobby Reed, and in the 89th minute, you've got Lookman on for Brian. And I just want to know your thoughts, Mister Love, and what Lookman was like this game. He just looks really really dangerous every time he has the ball. And I remember hearing about him coming. I mean, he's been consistently a class act every game now he's played. And I remember hearing about him from Leipzig and all the rumours of how he played there, that he wasn't particularly at his best um, in the final season that he played for them. And I was worried that we're just going to have another sort of a dud in our hands who's just trying to get a move to London. But it seems like he is actually really, really effing good, you know? I think he has started the season out very well for us. Uh, you know, like you said, there have been so many times where he just looked the best player on the field. Now, yeah. I will say, I thought in this match, there were times like towards the later part of the first half, I thought he just kind of disappeared. You know, I, I didn't really see a whole lot from him, which was surprising. Um, I do like that he's not afraid to take the shots. Uh, and. A lot of people may get frustrated. Oh, he took a shot and it went out wide. I don't mind him taking the shots because as long as he's doing that, there's a good chance that maybe, you know, something happens. It hits a crossbar. The, the goalie spills it. Mitchell or somebody is there to clean it up. So I don't have a problem with that. And I like that he's taking on players, you know, because it makes the defense question it and, and worried about him. Whereas if we're just having that constant knock it around, knock it around, we're going out wide and put a cross in, they know what we're doing. You don't know what you've got coming at you with Lookman. And I like that. So keep it on. Uh, and like I said before, I really like the combination of him and Robinson. Like you guys said, Robinson has got an engine in him that doesn't stop. Well, the overlapping with Lookman, the constant giving goes, I'm, I'm fine with all that. And what I really did like about Robinson also is, uh, unlike Brian, not putting down Brian, I really like Brian as a player. And I think he could do a fine job still. I know, I know a lot of people think he probably you know, isn't up for it, but I think he's still up for the Premier League. But what yeah. I really like about Robinson is he's not afraid to cut inside. He doesn't always go to the outside. Um, there are several times where he beat a player to the inside and he'd make things happen that way. So that left side, I think that's pretty cemented right now as far as the starting 11 and as far as I'm concerned. Robinson with Lookman in front of him, I'll do that every time. Nice. And anything you made out of the subs, Matt Dunn, mate? Like, you know, you got Lookman coming off for Brian. I actually like the idea of Brian coming on in Lookman's position as a, as a sub. I think that's that's really nice move from Parker. But also Cavalero on for Bobby. Cavalero's been pretty awful for us as of late, but I think sort of player you'd actually want on for Bobby Reed when you're trying to protect a two-goal lead, isn't it? Yeah, he did, he did fine, Cav. He's, yeah. he's, he's decent enough for holding on to the ball. Um, 
That's it. Yeah, and I think that's what we probably came on for. Brian, um, I think we did we go five at the back when he came on? Probably. It was it's usually Parker's thing, isn't it? A li- little bit later than normal. I think I may be wrong, but I think um uh Robertson tucked inside after that, but I, I can't really remember to be honest. Yeah, this the, I mean the subs are fine. There was no need really to make any earlier. Um it was working well. Reed does I assume Lamina was injured. Um but but as you say, he, he kind of brought the best out of Angisa. He just he's a more I think Angisa knows that Reed will stay back and he can he can try and drive us forward. Whereas when when it was Lamina, they both they both like to do that. So it was a bit we we looked stronger in midfield, I think, when Reed came on. And yes, I just want to go back to Lukeman, Lukeman a bit. I think he did he did go missing on occasion, but but he kind of is that that sort of player, isn't he? Where he'll just get the ball and do something magic with it. And you, see, I sort of started to notice that every time he got the ball, there were three or four defenders around him every time, uh, which must be frustrating for him. But at the same time. I think that's part of the reason why Kearney had such a good game because he seemed to have a lot of space in that in in that number ten role in front of in front of their defence. And I think that's because right. they were so afraid of Lookman, their focus was on him as the danger man. And then then Tom Kearney was allowed to flourish and have, I think, his best game. It's, I can't even I can't even remember when he played that well. I don't think no, he played that well last season. Maybe the very start did. of last season, but. But he was excellent. And I think the fact that we've got different options and we've got, you know, we players that can run and players that can pass and players that can win the ball and drive us forward. I think we've got really good balance in that midfield. Um, and it's a difficult prospect for defenders because they've, they've got to deal with a lot of different types of player. Yeah. And it seems like we're starting to actually fit everyone in quite nicely now. Uh, you know, we've we overrun with central midfielders, which we technically are. But it was just very nice to, today to see it work so well and the subs being worked very well. One one thing, that I, a sub that I was worried about happening, which I want to talk to you about, Mr. Love, was Ariola. Now, this is Ariola's first clean sheet with us. So it's a big a big result for him. I think I'm right in saying that. It must be. It's, yeah, it's our first clean sheet. Yeah. It's Ariola's first clean sheet, so a huge, huge result for him. But I was quite worried that he had a little injury at one point. And towards... Throughout the rest, ever since that moment happened, it almost looked like he had a little limp going on. And I just want to know your thoughts on it. If do you think he's a couple of kicks at him? Do you think? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm. I missed. If something happened to him, I'm. I missed it. Uh, it wasn't until the announcers said, "Oh, he pulled up on a on a taking a kick." Right. And then I noticed there were several times where instead of you know doing a kick, which you know you you want him to play it out of the back if they can, that he quickly found more quickly I thought than normal somebody that he could roll the ball off to but there towards the end I'm thinking he might have walked it off because he put several balls still out on the play you know he didn't look like he was limping at the end or hobbling or anything I I never saw him wave to the bench say hey you know I need I need somebody or I need to be looked at so I'm not quite Mm. sure what the announcers were talking about uh you know at one point yeah I think it was his uh, right hand like hamstring or something he was kind of rubbing it a little bit but I, unless there was something drastic that I missed, I think he looked fine. Um, you know, you you want to be consistent, so you hope nothing's going on there and that he can continue on into the next game or so. So mm. hopefully nothing. Hopefully nothing. All right. Hopefully nothing. Well, lads, look, let's, let's, I think we've got nothing 
else to mention other than how delightful this result was for us, other than give us your Parker rating, because this is a... Look, I was just saying to you, Matt Dunn, before we started recording, that, you know, we were... If this had been a 2-0 the other way, I think we'd be talking about Parker out right now. That's how fickle I know I am. Uh, But I just want to know how fickle you are, so please tell me. (laughs) I, I know what you mean. I've... You, you know me, I've I've said since we went up that I think we should stick with Parker, whatever happens. That said, when you get to 10 games without a win, you sort of, I, I know I would definitely start to, if we'd have lost today, I'd have, I'd have been very twitchy. Me too. Very, yeah. very, very twitchy. And I think, I, I think it would have been really hard to see a way back for him. That's how important it was. Um, and given that, I'm, I'm, I give him a nine out of ten today because, nice. yeah, if it was four nil, three nil, maybe it would have been a ten. I don't see anything else he could have done better. His lineup, there was a couple of surprises in there for me. Lamina keeping his place, and obviously, Loftus Cheek missing out, and Anderson, who the other day Parker, Scott Parker was saying has just started to basically walk around the training pitch. So to see him start was was a massive surprise. Some people thought it could have been a risk if he'd got mm. injured, which it looked like he might have done early on. Um if he got injured it could have been a bad decision. But but it he like I said Anson improved us a lot. Um he was right to make the subs that he made um and not change things when it was working uh, until late on when we we just sort of needed the time really. And he he had us playing more attacking, less of doing more with less of the ball, which is what I think all of us have just been screaming out for this season. And yeah, a fantastic from him, a real, a real step up. And yes, it was only West Brom, but that said, they will be looking at that. They'll be they'll be coming to Craven Cottage thinking we've got to win this because that's only Fulham. And of course, we 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 dominated that game from start to finish apart from those couple of mistakes where we could have given away goals other than that we weren't troubled whatsoever and Parker deserves a lot of credit for that performance today well what I was going to say before I forgot to mention it in my notes I was going to say you know is there anything you would change anything that could be improved on this game and if there is there really isn't much as you say we dominated the game from start to finish in my opinion yes it's only West Brom but it was the most important thing for me is that I only feel like the manager needs changing when the players well one for one thing when I'm getting pissed off with the results selfishly you know but but it's when the players are clearly playing well and not their heads down the players looked brilliant today and they're obviously they know what they're doing they know what their roles are there was no heads down there wasn't like a sort of a dressing room problem that I could see on the pitch today um that I that I thought that could be if we had lost this game they were they were fighting they were they were getting yellow cards they were yeah, getting stuck in it. all the sort of things that that doesn't happen if if they haven't got faith in their manager I think they really do and the fact that you know Tom Kearney has massively stepped up this season and even more so today I think is testament that they they're really playing for Scott Parker and 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 we even though we've been beat, we've been beaten a lot this season we haven't really played that badly and that's what I said in the last pod I was on while the performances are still there, just about, and we may be losing unluckily or or through defensive errors, then I think I think it, it's just about working, and we only need seventeenth. Let's face it, which is where we are now. So let's just let's just cancel the season now, <laughs> and we can stay up. That'd be great. But no, I completely agree with you, mate. I completely agree. Mr. Don Love, mate, what would your Scott Parker rating be, mate? 
I'm going to give him a nine I, as well. I, I'm, I'm, I'm with Dom. You know, for me, it's a nine. It's not a perfect 10, uh, you know, because there are still times in the defense where I thought we looked a little shaky. And again, it's just West Brom. So if this had been Man City or somebody, I still think, you know, the defense needs a little bit better improvement. Uh, I liked and loved how Anderson was talking a lot more in the back, taking charge, trying to organize things. That's something that I think has been missing. So uh, I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum, I guess, as far as Parker in or out, you know, compared to Matt Dom. I personally, well, Matt says, you know, with 12 games in, whatever, if we're still losing, you know, it's time for him to go. And I think you've kind of that way too, J-Mac. I don't care where we end up this season. I think we all knew this was going to be a bad season. I'd like to see some consistency with the manager. If we're going to go back down, let Parker go ahead and just keep going with what players he's got, figure out who's going to be leaving at the end of the season and what he's got to bring in to strengthen the the, the team back up. Uh, What was the team? Help me out here, uh, Dom. What was the team that was going to go down? They knew they were going to go down. They stuck with the manager anyway. They went down in the championship. Norwich. Norwich. Yeah. You know, just let him do do what he can do. Support him as best you can. This this is a a shout out for Tony too. You know, keep supporting Parker as best you can. Keep him involved as best you can with everything that's going on. And I think we'll be okay. I really do. Uh, I thought Parker, like we said earlier, he made some really bold decisions today. And good for him. You know, he talked about how people have got to take chances. We've got to step up. Well, he took a chance today on bringing Bobby, you know, back in on keeping Cav out, uh, you know, so good for him. He's making these decisions. He, he left out Loftus-Cheek. Hopefully, you know, Loftus-Cheek is not permanently left out. Hopefully he still finds his place on the, the team and, you know, plays sure a very will. important role. So overall, I'm a stick with Parker kind of guy. Uh, I know even things are going to get mad. I'm going to get frustrated probably, you know, when we start playing better teams, but still, I'd like to see some consistency. That's me personally. Perfect. Perfect. The, Go on, Dom. The, yeah. The, I mean, the thing for me was um, stick with Parker, but not blindly stick with Parker. We know the players have have got to learn and improve, and that goes for him as well. If if he was if we were seeing that he was just trying the same thing over and over again that wasn't working, which what we saw against Crystal Palace, if we see that over and over again, then then yeah, I think that would have been time. But we saw today that we we really stepped up in every area. And as long as that continues, then we, we need to stick with it because getting rid of him is, we just have to start again. And I don't want to see that again. I, I agree. You, you got to see improvements. And I guess what I really like about Parker is, yeah, he can be stubborn, but he has shown several times that he can change things up. Okay. And that he's not sure. afraid to, take a chance on different things. So I'm glad he stepped up, tried something and it worked out uh, really well for him. So I'm not just blindly faithfully saying, Oh, you know, lead us, lead us into the Holy land there, uh, Parker, you know, make things happen. He's got to show that things are going to work and that things are going to keep improving. And I think he's doing that personally. And I also think like, like, as J Mac was saying earlier, he's got the players. The players seem to really like him. And he must be doing something right. Like he talks to Tom and Tom really has changed his game these last couple of games and really shined uh, today, especially. So he must have the players, you know, behind him and they must really enjoy him being the manager and the, and the, and the head coach. So I hope that just keeps continuing. 
Me too. And look, I think we were really rock bottom when we lost 3-0 against Aston Villa and then 3-0 to Brentford. I think since then, we had a draw with Sheffield United. Yes, we lost to Crystal Palace 2-1 and it wasn't the best performance, but that we, we did have some good... Mo- You've seen improvements since that rock bottom moment and I feel it's now come to the point where we've won our first game. And as you both say, let's keep going. Hope we can get a result of some kind against West Ham, which we will be previewing in a couple of days' time with myself, Frenchie, and Morgan with a player focus. And one other bit of information, Aina is the 88th player to score in the Premier League for Fulham and the 147th player to score in the top flight for the club. And it does make you wonder who's going to be the 150th. So something to think out about in these next few games coming up. All right. Thank you very much to my lovely co-host. Thank you to Mr. Don Love. Thank you to Matt Dom. We'll be back, as I said, in a couple of days time for that preview against West Ham, where hopefully we can get some sort of result against the Hammers. And we will be doing a player focus on top of that as well. It'll be me, myself, Frenchie and Morgan. Bye for now. Stay safe. Thank you.